Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your host, Dr. Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you folks. Thanks for tuning in to us today. Let us come across your airwaves with me. Uh, Kevin, Kevin, good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing well. Still in El Paso, but uh, Lord willing, this project will be done before real long, and I'm headed to Tucson. Tucson, Arizona. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a couple great cities there. They're great to be in in the wintertime, you know. The summer, boy, they'll they'll make you in an RV. Yeah, yeah. Even in a house, uh, I'll never forget that summer of uh, 1993. Boy, it was hot, and uh, people would say, "Yeah, but it's a dry heat." Well, let me tell you what: when it's 115 degrees at nine o'clock in the morning, it's hot. You know, <laughs> I, I don't care if it's a dry hot. It's hot. All right, my shirt is soaked. It's so dry, it's making my body just run fluids out of here. So, and uh, But I just love the area. Like I said yesterday, it's just a great area. Great Mexican food. I love Mexican food. If Mexican food is done right, it's good. You know, I don't like the Americanized version of it. But, boy, you get some good Mexican food down there in El Paso and, and Tucson. You're going to be living good. That's good Mexican food there, brother. And uh, that's real good food. Well, folks, we picked a word of the day, hate. You know, hate, hatred, and we think of that, you know, we, it's this almost passion comes into not liking somebody. So let me look up the definite. Yeah, so a definition says here in my dictionary that it, 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 an intense dislike or passionate dislike for someone, um, which is, you know, that's not God. As a matter of fact, God's word says in 1 John four twenty, if a man say, I love God and hateth his brother, he is a liar. For he that loveth not his brother whom he have seen, how can he love God whom he have not seen? He that saith he is in light and hateth his brother is in darkness even until now. And, and so, you know, we look at those verses and so many of us who are listening have been hurt. And boy, people who hurt us, uh, we go in bondage, Kevin. Uh, we, we can put ourselves in bondage with the hatred, with the you know, and I'm going to be honest with you folks, I've been hurt really bad. Uh, I get hurt really bad every year or two. It's just the reality of serving in a minute. Reality of breathing, I guess, you know, Kevin. I, <laughs> it's, uh, yep. and, and I'll tell you, you know, you can live in that zone where you're just hoping that person that hurt you and never sought forgiveness, even though they said they told all your friends they were going to and things of that nature. Or you can give it to God. And, uh, and, there's no place for hatred when you're serving God. If a man say, I love God and hateth his brother, he is a liar. So we, we really, as we look at that word hate and that extreme dislike and, you know, think about what you're doing. What are you thinking, Kevin? Yeah, I'm thinking about, you know, when it comes to trauma and, and stress, post-traumatic stress, um, it, it's hard to get over ha- hatred. And it's, I mean, it's specifically hard to get over if hatred continues, you know, if you try to get right with someone, you try to, you know, live peaceably 
and 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 like the Bible says, bless them that despitefully use you. <sighs> um, and and like in the scripture you just talked about, don't hate your brother. And uh, there's another scripture that says something like, if you love only those that you know that that are that are good to you, that's not really love. You need to love people that hate you. So you can do all those things, and if you come out of it still with someone hating you, this is, it's hard. It's hard, but it's like you said, it's reality. It's life. There's a devil that's going to always hate us. That means, uh, you know, he's going to take pot shots at us. There's just someone that's always going to be there that doesn't like, you know, what you stand for. And and I was thinking, Doug, about textbook case of, uh, you know, poster child for PTSD would be Joseph in the Old Testament. And the scripture, there's two verses says uh, about him being hated. It says, and when his brethren saw that his father loved him more than all his brethren, they hated him Hmm. and could not speak peaceably unto him. And then when his dad was getting ready to die, his dad said this about his life. The archers have sort of grieved him and shot at him. Joseph shot at him and hated him. And so he was, his life was marked by as good of a kid as he was and as good of an adult and as good of a leader as he was, he was just, he had people that hated him. And, you know, that's just, it's the reality of life, but it sure is hard. And if you're, uh, you know, there might be someone listening. I can't help think there's got to be someone out there that's thinking, yeah, you know what? I'm hated right now. As far as I can tell, it's unjustly. Mm-hmm. I've, I've not. Not been a busybody in other men's matters. I've not stolen. I've not lied about something. They just don't like me, you know, because, and I'm not trying to be a martyr and then saying they don't like my faith. They just, they don't like me for whatever reason. And, and I've tried, but it's not working. So God, I'm going to have to chalk this up to, this is a trauma that I'm going to have to live with. And like you said, if you can, you know, the Bible says, if you can be free, use it rather, you know, if you're a slave. So if you're, if you are in a situation where someone hates you, and I would say this to anyone, if you're around someone that hates you, try to get away from it because hatred, you know, the Bible says, um, he that hateth dissembleth with his lips and, and it, you know, talks about their, you know, their jaw teeth or his knives and, and, and all those, you know, all those painful things. So if someone is literally trying to harm you, get away, do your best. You know, if you're in a job and someone just hates you, you know, do your best to, to resolve the hatred. And if, if it's going to be that you're being, you know, traumatized repeatedly by someone's just hatefulness, why stick around there? There's no glory in it unless God just tells you to s- stick around. That's kind of what I'm thinking, Doug. Is yeah, hatred gotta... is a horrible thing. Get away from it unless God tells you, you know, turn, turn you it need over. To stay in love. Yeah, Paul said he, he Alexander the Coppersmith caused them much evil. And, uh, you know, as you read about Alexander Coppersmith, among others that Paul talks about, but I'm always caught by that, where Paul just turned him over to the devil. He just, you know, let the dead bury the dead. I mean, there comes a time where we just need to serve God and and we need to uh, somehow, you know, put those things aside. And I was, you know, my funny story of the day, I was going in a different direction, but I can say this to you. So a few years ago, and I know you guys know that I had lost a bunch of weight and my looks had changed quite a bit. I mean, people, you, you looked at me, you knew who I was, but there was a pretty major change over a few month period, four month period, whatever. 
And I remember I had went somewhere and I'm trying to think where it was. Or I went to a meeting and I got there a little, I'm always running an hour early or something. There was multiple meetings. You know, it was one of those where they have a guy come in and preach every Tuesday or something like that. They'll have preachers come in or something like that. And where they move from Wednesday night to Tuesday night so they can get preachers and bring them in. And I got there and I was talking to some men, you know, I got there and I sat down and, you know, I put some prayer cards out on the table there. And I sat down next to this group of fellows and one fellow looked at me and said, uh, so are you here for tonight? And I said, yeah, I am. So I thought the guy knew who I was. I even said, hi, I'm Doug or something. But this guy, Kevin, he was talking about this guy's coming in to preach. He's a retired Army Sergeant Major, and I hear he's all messed up. And, and brother, he, he was being serious. He didn't know. At first, I thought he was just messing with me. And uh, he would literally badmouthing me in front of these other brothers. And I'm sitting there. And so about two minutes in or whatever it was, I'm trying to remember the exact situation. It wasn't too far from here in South Carolina. You know, it was just a nighttime drive. And, uh, but I remember I finally stopped and said, I'm Doug Carriger. And I mean, brother, you would have thought, uh, I had stabbed the guy or something. He went, he, he just ran away. He didn't try to talk himself out of it. And the other, you know, there's a couple men there laughing. There's a couple men apologizing. And, uh, I, I don't know where that was from, but, uh, anyway, brother, it's your turn. I know that's not that funny of a story, but it was oh. kind of funny to me. I told the pastor about it. He laughed, you know, ironic. Both. Yeah. Yeah. My, my story is irony too, brother. Um, I was, there's a message I like to preach sometime. It deals with trauma even before I was helping people with PTSD directly, but it, it dealt with, um, it dealt with trauma about, and it's in Psalm 92 where the Bible says the righteous shall flourish like the palm tree and grow like the cedar in Lebanon. And the idea of flourishing is, is opening up blossoming. It, it, the word literally means to bloom, you know, flourish. And so I usually, if I'm going to preach that, I'll ask the pastor, do you mind if I borrow some plastic flowers from the back room or borrow, uh, you know, a flower from the communion table, you know, flower arrangement but i didn't have a chance to ask it was just a real busy before the service it was sunday morning and i preached on that text and so i said i said pastor i hope this is okay and i bent down from the pulpit down to the community i said i'm just going to slip this out and i use and i use the flower as an illustration i said isn't it wonderful that god can help a christian open up and bloom you know, despite their situation, despite their trauma, despite their problem. And, and there was a lot to, to the story, but, but the ending illustration was a woman that I used to pastor that she was all closed up and couldn't get along with anybody. But when she got right with God, she blossomed and she's now a, a greatly used woman of God in Australia as a missionary's wife. And, uh, and so it's a great little kind of tag, tag illustration at the end of a, at the end of that particular message how that gal opened up like a flower that opened up and gives its scenery and its scent and its seed anyway i closed in prayer right after the illustration and when we looked up during the during the invitation the pastor's wife charged down the aisle and i thought wow well maybe you know maybe this is another preacher's because Maybe this is another brother's wife, but it was a pastor's wife. She was charging me 
she was charging at me for pulling the flower out of the <laughs> the arrangement. And she came up onto the platform during the invitation. It was not pretty, brother. She took that thing out of my hand and <laughs> began to rearrange it. And I just thought, well, some flowers aren't blooming yet. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Irony's a tough thing. Hey, folks, listen, we'll be right back with you. Hang with us. Thank you so much for sticking with us. It's great to have you. You know, uh, Kevin, here we are. We're in the 29th proverb. We're on verse number 10. And uh, uh, the Bible says, the bloodthirsty hate the upright, but the just seek his soul. And, you know, I look at that in the bloodthirsty, those who are, uh, you know, hate honesty, integrity, those who, who, you know, they're always out to mock people, hurt people, to have the advantage. You know, it's so, so if you're right, if you're, if you're the type of person um, that has integrity and stuff like that, it's this bloodthirsty person, this person who wants to ruin your life, this person who wants to ruin all that's good. Uh, but, it, but it goes on to say they hate the upright, but the just seek his soul. And, uh, you know, they, they seek and care for the, the well-being of the blameless. They, they, they care for each other. We look out for each other. And so, you know, as I look at this verse and as I go through this, I can't help but think of the bloodthirsty people that we've been around and we can be where we started in the beginning in that hateful mode and that hatred mode. Um, or we can be that honest person that upright person who cares for souls, Kevin. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, the, uh, you just said a mouthful there. I tell you what came to my mind as you were talking and, and reading the scripture too. the bloodthirsty hate the upright, um, you know, bloodthirsty, there's a lot of bloodthirsty stuff going on in, in wartime. And if you, if you go down range, you know, there's there's people trying to win a just war, hopefully, and then there's people that are just trying to shed the blood of of someone else for 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 some agenda, and you know, literally, that's that's a terrible situation. And um, you know, I counseled with a guy or talked to talked with a guy now, you know, last week, and uh, he had been just through some junk downrange, and he had been uh, he was an army medic, and he was. I've, he said he went out on patrol every day, you know, medics, they're just going to be out there. All oh the time. yeah. Helping out. Yeah. And so he was out, he was outside the wire all the time. It was one of these isolated fobs where, where there just really wasn't a good situation of security. And, and anyway, there's always, he said every day there was people getting blown up and he got, he got blown up. He got knocked down by explosions all the time. But um, he said none of that really gave him PTSD. It did. It did kind of, you know, accrue in the in the trauma bank. Um, the balance did go up. But what really overdrew his account was um, a, a little Afghan, and I think it might have been Iraq. But anyway, a little, um, uh, you know, and, and someone that lived an indigenous child. 
um, had their legs blown off and I think it was a little girl. Mm. And so he did his best to try to, to try to save her. And he thought he had done it, you know, her legs, were, her legs were gone. And he, he was just, you know, he's an expert. He's an American soldier. He was a medic. He was well-trained and he thought he had her, but, uh, unfortunately the helicopter that, uh, the only one available could not go to the nearest hospital, field hospital, whatever. And so the long flight didn't do it any good. And, uh, and also the, the hospital where she ended up going was not as suited for trauma and they lost her. So that's really what set him off. But, you know, bloodthirstiness, it's just a tough thing when you are living downrange, when you're in combat situation and there are people, yeah, the good guys, they want to make sure the other guy gives his life for his country so that he doesn't. And I get that, but you know, they're good guys. They're not theoretically the bloodthirsty ones. And our, our military is, is a, you know, still has great Christian values at its core and the, the core values, uh, was involved in a core values class to the, to the Marine Corps. And, uh, that, that core, va- core values class there at Camp Pendleton, you know, it, it taught great Christian principles, God, country, core, and it's hot. You know, that's why the Marines, they, they're taught to help underprivileged people. They're taught, you know, the, 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 Christmas gifts. They're taught to help the, the little woman across the street. The idea is they're not going over, you know, they're going over to win a war and do whatever it takes and blow everything up overnight. And, and, and they get that, but um, they're not just out to kill people. They're out, you know, theoretically they're out to get the job done. Now, when you are faced with the dark side and you get around the dark enemy or if the dark enemy happens to if you get around someone who's bloodthirsty uh and just is you know has no problem shooting a little girl blowing up a little girl strapping a, a vest full of bombs on a little girl and sending her out to take out your theoretical enemy you're a bloodthirsty person and as far as i'm concerned and that is traumatizing, brother. The darkness of, of that kind of thing is hard to get over with. And there's a lot of, um, as I heard a new word yesterday, suicidality. Yeah. Um, there, there's a lot of suicidality in the military because of having experienced this, this dark, bloodthirsty attitude that, that the enemy or even, unfortunately, sometimes creeps into our own um, our own leadership. Um, and I'm, I'm not thinking military leadership. I'm thinking about the leadership of people that would send good men into harm's way or extract, uh, the good guys and let some other good guys, you know, be a Uriah, the Hittite, you know, be left behind, leave a Marine behind and, um, bring home the basketball player or whatever. So that, you know, that's just, that's traumatizing brother. That's what I think. No, I agree. And, and, you know, this whole suicidal ideation, su- uh, suicidality, uh, however you want to call it, it's just, you know, there's, there's real truth to ethos, there's real truth to culture. And I look at culture ethos being that, 
personal culture you have between you and your bunkmate or, you know, back in the day, that guy you shared a tent with and then culture being how the unit goes. And, and I'm telling you, it's command driven, it's leadership driven. And when you're in one of those units where you're doing nothing but focusing on who can kill the most people and not who can win the battle. And, and that's why there's so many of these rules that have been sick. But when you leave that environment where death and life, you know, there's such a gray line there, or such a thin line um, where people, you know, take for granted life and they're just willing to commit suicide. And, and I think Kevin just hit the nail on the head in this respect. So I said all that to say this. I think when you're the type of person who has no value on other people's lives, before you know it, you have no value on your own. And the prevention, you know, suicide prevention or something is constantly trying to show people, hey, you're of value. And the greatest thing that God has uh, is personally Jesus Christ, the Lord and Savior, died for our sins. For God so loved the world. You guys know the verse. Uh, that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. God loved us so much that he gave his son for us. That's how much your life matters. And so when you're trying to do exactly what Kevin just said, that bloodthirsty, that people that have no value for life, that people that have no value for anybody, and you come back to the real world, the best treatment we can have, or, or those of you who've been hurt so violently and so bad and physically attacked in car accidents and first responders, and you guys know the deal. We could write all these things down. But when you're around those groups of people who have no value for you and no value for life, the help, the place you go is you look up and you realize that we serve this great God who put you first. This great God we talked about earlier, uh, I think in yesterday's broadcast, we talked about how, you know, being a Christian, being godly, being righteous is putting other people ahead of you and, uh, and putting God's thoughts for us. You know, he has an expected end. Uh, God said, why shouldst thou go before their time? God gives us a free will, but we meant so much to God. We mean so much to God at this point. But God commended us to love toward us while we were yet sinners. Before any of us were born, Christ died for us. That life becomes premium. So I'm glad you went down that road, Kevin, and I'm glad you drew this great parallel between the bloodthirsty and it doesn't matter what level of bloodthirsty you are. Uh, we kill only when ordered to kill, and it, it's for a just war and the right thing. And that includes ourselves. We don't kill ourselves. We trust in God. And thank you for that, brother. That that really, I think, sewed that verse up real well. We sure do love you, folks. Uh, we're hoping to have the opportunity, if we can ever do anything to help you. Help the Wounded Spirits Facebook page, Doug at WoundedSpirits.com. Kevin Rob R-A-U-B. Make sure you give us a, a note. Tell us what's going on. Uh, this is the last time we'll say it, but Happy New Year. It's been a great week. We, uh, we're praying for each and every one of you, and may God bless you. May God bless your family, and we'll look forward to seeing you real soon and talking with you. May God bless. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, 
for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you. But God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at woundedspirits.com.